and welcome to Legal Voices, Meritas' official podcast channel where we bring to you industry-related legal updates. In our latest series, Mario Torres, lawyer at Meritas member firm Brazo Seller and co-chair of Meritas' Latin America and Caribbean Cannabis Law Group, interviews lawyers from around the world to learn more about how each jurisdiction is handling cannabis and marijuana legalization. Before I hand it off to Mario, and for those of you who are new to Meritas, Meritas is an established global alliance of closely connected yet independent law firms that each offer a full range of high-quality specialized legal services. We were built upon a rigorous system for monitoring and enhancing the quality of our member firms and have been connecting clients with carefully qualified business legal expertise in over 250 markets around the world since 1990. Hi everyone, I'd like to welcome you to our sixth episode where we'll be speaking to Giancarlo Andrioli from BLP in Costa Rica. Giancarlo is a business lawyer and focuses in the hospitality, cannabis, and commercial real estate industries. Welcome Giancarlo. So I'm here today with Giancarlo Andrioli from BLP out of San Jose, Costa Rica. And he's going to be speaking with us today uh, a bit about the current state of the cannabis legalized regime in in Costa Rica and we're going to ask uh, how how it got there and we're going to see what the future holds at the very least from somebody who who knows what's going on on the ground there and pleasure to have you Giancarlo thank you very much for joining me no thanks for the invite Mario very excited to be here great so i understand that Costa Rica is a bit slow out of the gate with regulating cannabis compared to, let's say, Colombia or the United States or, or obviously Canada. Can you tell me a little bit about the current state of legalization or not maybe in, in Costa Rica? What, is it, what does it look like in Costa Rica? Yeah, sure. Okay, so basically where we are at now is that it is not legalized uh, 100%. What we have now is that you can have products with CBD, but 100% free of THC. The Ministry of Health here allows to sell products or import products or add the raw material of CBD to finalized products that are already registered in Costa Rica and to commercialize those products. But they have to be 100% free of THC. As I was telling you, there is currently law that is being reviewed and hopefully soon to be voted by the congressman in order to approve and regulate the cannabis for medicinal and therapeutical use and uh, the hemp for foods and uh, industrial products. So that's basically where we stand. It is, I would say, pretty close to getting to be voted, but there still isn't a, a law approved. So if you're a medical patient in Costa Rica with, you know, some of the conditions that cannabis is used to treat, you currently would only have access to CBD products? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, you cannot use uh, cannabis with THC. It is completely prohibited. Yeah. It has to be only CBD. And are there many companies and or many players in the CBD space currently, or what do you see going on as far as activity? Well, actually, it's interesting because, yes, there's a lot of companies, foreign companies that are interested. What they are doing is they're getting to be involved in this CBD experience in order to understand the market, 
and get to know a little bit of, of the Costa Rican market for them to be ready when this law is approved. So there's a lot of companies and individual persons that are starting to, to explore this new market with CBD. So I, I'm, I'm curious, how did it get to be that CBD on its own was permitted or becomes allowed or to, to be used in these various different ways and they just excluded THC. So for example, I know that in Colombia they have they allow a 0.3 THC and it's still CBD. In Costa Rica, how do we get to, and I guess just a side part, I was born in Costa Rica, but how did we get to um, the point where CBD was even allowed, I guess. And then maybe the sub question to that is how was it allowed with THC fully excluded? Yeah, actually, that, that, that's a funny question because we had to do a lot with that here at, at BLP because we had a client that wanted to get a product with CBD on the market. Well, at that moment, it was something that, that was completely forbidden, but we started to investigate. And the reason that Ministry of Health was rejecting the permit was because they said that it was a drug. So we started to explain and go back and forth, and it took us about a year to get this permit, but we explained to them that CBD is actually not a drug and it doesn't have any psychoactive component. So it is not considered a drug and therefore it cannot be treated as a drug. And once we got them to understand that it, that it is not a drug, then they granted the permit, but they left out THC because THC has a component or it's, it's considered something that could have an adverse effect in the body. I mean, you and I both know that in, in very little percentages, it doesn't affect, but it, that's not the way they see it here in the, in the Ministry of Health. And it is the Ministry of Health that regulates all the psychoactive substances in, in that way, or narcotics, I guess, or I'm not sure what, what they term them, drugs, I guess, is the simple way. Yeah, for the time being, it's the Ministry of Health that regulates the products with CBD. With this new law, they're including other institutions, public institutions, that will have to play an active role, like, for example, the institution that has to do with drugs, and other institutions that um, have to regulate, for example, the, the prices as the government, for example, they, they have to set prices for the licenses and all those aspects. So um, yeah, for the time being, it's just the Ministry of Health for the CBD, but in with the new law, there will be other key players in the game. And, and are there many products uh, uh, available? Like, is it taking up shelf space in the supermarkets or, or where is it being sold? Is this like an over-the-counter thing? Where, where would people uh, encounter the products that are, that are allowed? Well, you're starting now to see them at the supermarkets. It's getting to, to be something that, that you see. For example, in beverages, I can tell you energetic beverages or kombucha as well. And uh, there's also other products that have this, this component like droplets and these sorts of things that are also in other stores. And uh, there's gummies and other products that you can, you can find in, in, in the market. But yeah, they're starting to, to show up. And, and, and I think it's, it's a, a big boom that is here in, in Costa Rica right now. And so are people cultivating there? Like, are they cultivate? is there cultivation happening and then extraction or, or what, uh, what is the, the process? No, that's forbidding as well. So as I was telling you, uh, you can only import terminated products 
they're already finished and ready to be sold. Or you can add the raw material to finished product. So th those are the only ways that you can sell CBD here. Uh, you cannot cultivate. That's prohibited as well. Okay, so I guess the the folks that are participating in the market are are either importing a direct finished product for sale or importing an isolate of some sort and then adding it to their already existing manufacturing capability? Yeah, exactly. So, for example, these uh, companies that are outside Costa Rica, they already have products that are being sold in the U.S., Canada, and they're bringing them to sell them here. So that's basically what they're starting to, to do, explore the market with products that have been proven to, to be successful in other markets. Interesting. Then I guess my, my sort of final question is often, well, what are the next steps that need to occur to, to continue to support the growth of the industry? And you've already mentioned that there's a pending piece of, of legislation. What does that piece of legislation look like? I, I know you touched a bit of, about different regulators or different ministries being involved, but can you expand a bit on, on how far that legislation goes to support an industry? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so as I was telling you, you're correct. We're pending to have a final approval of this law that basically regulates the cannabis for medical use and therapies and the hemp for foods and industrial use. So what this would do basically is allow the cultivation that you were talking about. This would, would be possible, for example, in, in the hemp, you could cultivate, you could uh, produce, uh, industrialize, commercialize, always within the, the um, regulation that is going to be established by law. And there are licenses that are going to be granted that will be regulated by the, by the government. So they, they would have to, to comply with certain uh, registrations and audits that will be necessary as they would have to identify, for example, the farm or area that they would be cultivating it, the seeds, the providers. They would have to comply with all the chain of where these seeds are coming from and they have to be legal at the, at the country that they are coming from because this is part of, of the regulation that is established by, by these new laws. And those producers would be subject to audits periodically. So they would have to be ready to, to present and, and, and have all the documentation ready. You want to ask something? Yeah. How about the patients? How about, is it a doctor prescribed? How, how would a patient, assuming that the, the legislation passes as, as is, is there a process for patients to access the, the, the medicine? Yes, correct. Actually, it's also interesting because not only will they be allowed to sell, when it is regarding medical use, it has to be sold to an institution that's called, well, the Social Security of, of Costa Rica that is in charge of controlling and distributing all the, the, the products of health here in, in Costa Rica. Patients will be allowed to access those medicines, but they could as well produce their own with a prescription of a doctor, but they would have to be completely regulated and it would have to be a, like an exceptional case and with a very small amount. It can be like a, no, <laughs> tons, but yeah. So it, it, patients will have access to, to, to cannabis as well with this new law. And the import and export 
well, I guess mainly import would continue. And and uh, do we do you know if there's going to be import and export allowed, or or how how does that look? Yeah, yeah it, it also regulates the the imports and exports of of cannabis here in Costa Rica. But yeah, we'll we'll have to see because the law is very general, so it doesn't have like the specifics. They say that once it gets approved, then there will be some regulations regarding the the law that would be written by the by the government, and then we would get to know exactly the procedures to follow, the prices of the licenses, because they say that the price of the license it would depend on the area that you'll be cultivating the use that you would be given, if it's for medical purposes, if it's for investigation purposes. So it, it will depend, but it's starting to, to build up. But I mean, it's still in, in, in this early stage. So let me ask you then this, what is the chances of it being ratified through Costa Rica's uh, Congress and, and, and legislative bodies? Well, you know, actually there is a lot of support by the Congress right now. We are in a period where the president is the one that presents the agenda to the Congress in order for it to be voted. And he has not shown that much of an interest for the project to be voted, which is contrary to what he has said at the beginning of the pandemic, since he said it was a, a, a one of the major aspects that would bring some sort of economic relief and that it would reactivate the economy. But now he has like taken a step back. So we'll have to wait for the Congress to resume their, their voting agenda and we'll see what happens, which is in, in a couple of months. Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll certainly stay tuned and see, see if it makes it on the agenda and, and maybe you can join us again and, and give us an update. For sure. I'll be delighted. Thanks. Thank you, Giancarlo. For more about Giancarlo and BLP, please go to blplegal.com. I'm Mario Torres from Brazo Seller Law in Ottawa, Canada. Thanks a lot. On behalf of Meritas, thank you for listening. Find this week's show notes and a variety of other free resources on the News and Insights section of the Meritas website, www.meritas.org. Be sure to join us next week to learn more about cannabis regulations around the globe. Thank you again for listening and have a wonderful day.